0: Welcome to Sharpen the Axe. Explore the bleeding edge of guitar and bass gear. Discover a sound uniquely your own, and cut through the noise. With your hosts,
1: Eric Lucero and Paul Berezetsky.
0: Hey guys, I'm Eric Lucero.
2: And I'm Paul Berezetsky.
0: Of Sharpen the Axe on EnterTalk Radio, powered by Pippa Audio. And we are here today with our gifted string wizard, Sean Hutchinson of Hutchinson's Guitar Repair. How are you doing Sean? Excellent. Yeah? Yeah. Right on. Uh, So you are our resident tech here at Pitbull Audio. So how about you tell us a little bit about your history as a guitar repair technician?
1: Um, Yeah. I started tinkering, I guess, in high school with with gear, as every boy who wants to play guitar. Um, Grew up in a super musical house. My dad's a, a shredder. And his mom was a great piano player, so always grew nice. up with music nice. and tinkered a little bit. And then, um, yeah, started playing at church and running sound and kind of was more in the pro audio side of things for a long time. But, right but spent some time on the road with friends with their band, kind of stage teching and, and faking as a guitar <laughs> tech. Um, really just setting up the stage, setting up their amps and pedal boards and stuff. And so that, and then trying to take care of their guitars on the road as well. So that was
2: kind of I don't know sparked did, did my t- interest. Did your dad kind of show you around the g- guitars, or you're just tinkering on your own? Kind no, of you know? this he, is before the internet. I, I yeah, this is like before YouTube, <laughs> yeah. and like
0: yeah. I'm an old dude, so this is like but before University of YouTube to learn everything. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We
1: didn't have that. I didn't even know that you could
0: be a guitar tech
1: like as a living. Mm-hmm. You know, like I didn't know that was a thing that you could actually go to school for that. Yeah. Um, so i was just messing around i i wanted to be a musician for sure and i was a, like more of the singer songwriter my dad's definitely the yeah. the shredder santana shredder um but so he wasn't more on the gear side i mean he's a great player but wasn't um a gear fanatic like all of us are now because right. it, it also wasn't available and it wasn't as affordable as it was, is now either true um so yeah i just kind of learned by doing it and messing around and then um had a great opportunity at a shop up in Carlsbad where I was at, so I was like teaching guitar, working odd jobs, I was on staff at a church part time, I was kept making a bunch of babies, um, so <laughs> I, I, I needed to do something uh, with my hands, I, I wanted to start doing more repairs and stuff, so I got hooked up with a great internship at Buffalo Brothers in Carlsbad which was like...
2: So this moonlight has a diaper-changing station, too? It's totally yeah, Yeah, two-in-one. Right, yeah. yeah, two, and, <laughs> two and one. That's why I have
1: it carpeted. I keep it clean <laughs> back a, here. It's a changing thinking. station. You know, yeah. It's like the family restroom. Um, but, yeah, so I, I had a great opportunity that just kind of landed in my lap at Buffalo Brothers, uh, interning, and really cut my teeth there with, like, learning proper guitar repair technique and...
0: Um, So it was was at Buffalo Brothers that you transitioned from being more of a stage tech, general stage and to being specifically specifically a guitar tech and learning those appropriate skills.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was on staff at a church overseeing the music worship ministry. So I was working with lots of stage gear and front of house and leading musicians. Um, And so I, I knew that realm. And then I just had an opportunity from the repair department at Buffalo Brothers to come in and and help uh, do customer service and run the business side of things, but also learn uh, proper guitar repair technique on really high-end gear too.
0: It was like a—they yeah. had a good reputation for selling lots of high-end stuff. Oh, like you do here
2: at audio.
1: And vintage gear um, that came through the door, so it was a—it was a pretty rad
2: opportunity. So not, not a lot of room for error with those kind of instruments. No, right? no,
1: kind of a, a terrifying <laughs> start. <laughs> um,
2: but they were really
1: gracious, and all the guys there were great players and. Um, I just had a really good opportunity. Nice. Yeah. So how
0: So how long then uh, from your start at Buffalo Brothers have you technically been a guitar technician then?
1: I think it's about seven years now. So I was there for a few years and um, they had some business changes and it eventually closed down. And so during that transition, I was crazy enough to try and start my own shop and Mm -hmm. do repair out on my own. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: And so I was doing that part time and still still doing ministry and on staff at the church. So. And uh, that, which is Hutch & Sons Guitar Repair, the one you yeah. do on your own, is that still technically an operational thing or is it Hutch & Sons at guitar or at, a, at, a, at Pitbull Audio now?
1: Yeah, so I had moved my shop um, a few different places and was operating under Hutch & Sons, which is just a play on my last name. Yeah. So we, we were trying to come up with a lot of stupid, clever things. I was going to do Strumski and Hutch, but... That was a little
2: Ooh, too. That's a missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah. that was a little too <laughs> on the
0: nose, maybe. You also would have had to show up to every appointment in an El Torino. That's, yeah, that's true. That. And tighter jeans. I don't think I can fit in those 70s well, jeans. And ex- Daisy Dukes. He also, yeah. can, you, can you go across the hood without just tumbling off the other end? Because you have to exit everywhere with a business name like that in yeah. that manner. Yeah, that's yeah. true.
1: That's true. So we didn't do Strumsky and Hutch, but we ended up with Hutch and Sons, which was great. Because it was kind of a collaborative thing to um, just having, I don't know, a heritage of, of music and art in our blood. And my dad designed our, my logo for me and kind of has been very supportive along the way um, with starting the shop and everything. So yeah, ran Hutchinson's on my own for a few years. And then I met the Pitbull crew um, when I was on staff at, at a church here in San Diego, just from uh, needing AV gear, whenever we'd have mic cables break or radial DI. I remember we had uh, radial di go down and so um instead of buying stuff on ebay i was able to just come down that weekend pick yeah. up a di and take it back to the church so people was like a huge uh resource for us and for me personally and so i met the guys here built relationship and then started to pick up and drop off um repairs on a weekly basis and then they had uh, an opportunity for me to come in and kind of build out the shop and bring repairs in-house nice. uh, so it was like a good partnership uh, for sure
0: yeah. And it's now I mean you you inspect almost every guitar that comes out of here, yeah, so every
1: every guitar that gets sold and shipped out, I do an inspection on if it's, if it's a guitar that's eight hundred dollars or above gets a full setup mm-hmm. um, and
0: uh, yeah and uh, just so we can give uh, the the uh, the listeners at home some idea of the prices that you charge, like say for basic intonations and setups, what are some of the General price ranges for your services?
1: Yeah, so I'm not only just working on the guitars in house and make sure they're playing the best they can be before they ship out because it um, they don't always come that way from the factory. Right, and a lot great. of them have have had a lot of travel, yeah, so they don't <laughs> true. they don't show up playing great all the time. But we make sure they are playing great, and we have a lot of happy customers that way. And it's a great service that we're able to provide for people when they're buying an instrument, um, especially when you're spending. Thousands of dollars on an instrument, you want yeah. it to show up the best that it can. Absolutely, so
2: if, yes. If you want to kind of dive into the details a little bit, so I buy a, a guitar, uh, and I wish this is something I known when I was younger. Uh, something, it's not always going to be playing quite, quite right. What are the first most important things on a guitar that you can do that to get the playability? Yeah, I think it's it's like a balancing act. You know, you
1: have a wood instrument. Mm-hmm steel strings on it, you've got a steel truss rod in it, it's going to be changed and affected by temperature, mm-hmm. humidity, all those things. So that's why we put truss rods in instruments so that mm-hmm. you can adjust that. But really neck relief, so having proper relief in the neck. If it's too straight, it's going to buzz everywhere. If it has back bow, like you're not going to get any clear notes. Mm-hmm. If there's too much relief, it's going to be really stiff and uncomfortable. And then your upper registers is going to be impossible to play. So you put in proper relief in the neck. Um, having proper uh, nut slots, uh, so your deflection at the first fret is where it needs to be. Too low, you're going to buzz open. Yeah. Too high, it's going to be really stiff on those cowboy cords. So we're making sure that there's proper um, slotted nut. And then your bridge height and saddle height has a lot to do with it as well. That's kind of the final thing of setting your string action. You know, we're measuring at the 12th fret and setting it up properly for acoustics and electrics. Um, so it's kind of a balancing act, and then also pickup height matters a ton. If it's too close, uh, you're gonna—it's not gonna sound good. That magnet's gonna mess with the string vibration. Mm-hmm. If it's too far away, you're gonna get weak output. Right, right. Uh, so we're doing that, checking electronics, checking everything structurally, make sure it's good to go.
2: Now, a lot of players will have their own kind of personal preferences to where they want, how how much output they want, what kind of action they want. Is yeah. There, if you don't have a way to con- communicate with someone? Do you kind of have some sort of like a baseline that you shoot from? Yeah,
1: I think there's there's kind of standard medium-high action, which we're setting everything at, unless customer requests, which they do. You know, we have a lot of high-end gear that we sell, so customers will will call in or, or go on chat with Eric and be like, hey, I want to set my action really low. I'm a shredder, like as low as possible. Yes. Um, or they're like, hey, I'm I'm a I'm a strummer. You know, I'm a rhythm guy, so can you set the action properly? This guy, the Gretsch that's on the... Bench right now, um, customer wanted 11s on there mm-hmm. with a wound third. He's a rhythm guy, mm. and so he had a very specific uh, request for how he wanted the action set up. And so that's what I'm here to do. You know, I'm a rhythm guy, so that's really easy for me to relate with.
2: You kids at home, if you put a wound third on your guitar, don't try to bend it. <laughs> it's not going to work out well for you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Or, uh, I had a buddy of mine recently buy a Sewer Classic Pro and he wanted to play slide as well and so we just raise the action up a little bit higher than normal so they can get the slide on there without hitting the frets or, or having it, um, you know,
0: getting too sizzly on them. This brings up a good point though that, uh, you know, you're not going to psychically guess what everyone wants so when people purchase a guitar and want a specific setup, uh, well they should always name the the what strings they want and the gauge, et cetera. Which, yeah, for which, sure. Which, on another note, they do have to pay extra for if you want a different string gauge yeah, on there. Yeah. But what else do you like to hear from a customer of how they want their action set? What details do you want to hear?
1: Yeah, tuning is a big thing. You know, guys that are doing drop tuning, that's gonna change relief You're in the right. neck, that's gonna change how you set the action. You can't go too low if you're gonna do drop C.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And everyone's request is like, I want it to play as low as possible without buzzing. And it's like, well, of of course you do. (laughs) That that old Venn
0: diagram thing, you can't have all three in that meeting place Uh, there. Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
1: Um, and then playing style is a is a big thing. Setups are very personal. So buying a guitar online, we offer a service that not a lot of guitar companies do. And so you can request how you want your guitar set up when you've just spent three thousand dollars on a PRS, yeah, or a sewer or a Tom Anderson, you know, or a custom G and L, or a beautiful Gretsch. Um, and then also through the store, I think you were asking about that earlier. Like we provide full repair services through the store as well. Yeah, um, Very few things that we're not set up to do here, but everything
0: from refrets, structural repairs, electronics repairs, we can do all that here. So uh, on that note, what is some of the larger repairs that you've taken over? Like I know you've done a couple of reconstructions or practically reconstructions. Can you give some details on yeah. some those big jobs?
1: But done quite a few refrets lately on just restoring guitars that have, you know, hit that 400,000 mile mark on an yeah. old Toyota <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and need some love. Uh, right now I'm doing a, working on a 1940s Martin 0017, which I have uh, a buddy of mine at Taylor Guitars has helped me do the neck reset on it. And then we're going to do full refret, new nut, new saddle, kind of get it back up uh, to playing uh, like a, a beautiful instrument that it is. So right not on only uh, having the vintage mojo, but actually being a player as well. Uh, had a old old Gretsch New Yorker come through an archtop. I remember that one. On that the was bench, great. Yeah. That uh, was kind of passed down through the family and was missing some original parts. And so we were able to track down a bridge that was close enough to the original specs and do a fret level on it, get it playing, make a new nut for it. Uh, again, getting it back up to
2: playing. Any kind of heartbreak stories where something you couldn't save.
1: Um, no, not here. I mean, I, at the other shops that I've worked at, definitely seen some girlfriend guitars (laughs) as they're they're called, um, which just, you you try and stay out of that drama, but you do see them show up where... They've been destroyed in, in uh, fits of passion mm. and rage. And nothing you can do, huh? Uh, sometimes there's nothing you can do, or sometimes it's not worth it, unless it's yeah. like a real sentimental. I've, I did see a girlfriend guitar with a Gretsch White Falcon that we Ooh. were able to restore. Oh, really? Uh, the wow. repair shop at Buffalo Brothers, yeah. Nice. Um, but it was a, I think it was a $1,500 bill on that guy. Wow. wow. But it's a
0: $3,500 guitar, so it's... To bring it's, it back, to bring it back to playing condition, a white falcon is kind of worth it. So, yeah, yeah,
1: it's definitely worth it. So luckily, I haven't seen any girlfriend guitars through here, <laughs> <laughs> so I've been able to to kind of repair and, and bring things
0: back to life as I seen. Nice. Well, so, that's why you're the string wizard, necromancer of sorts. When try. You need to I be, try yeah. to be the best that I can. Yeah. So there are limitations, though, to uh, what you can do. So what what can you not do in here if someone is looking for say yeah. refinish. refinish you know you can't do that in here because We're not space. really set up for yeah.
1: refinish. California laws are, are pretty strict and we just don't have the space. Um, you know we're trying to build this out uh, as much as we can and Pipple Audio is like crushing it right now and they're just growing so much that we have so much inventory in here it's hard to make room. Yeah this is really
0: a tightly packed warehouse. Yeah have we're, here we're bursting audio. at the seams which is a great yeah.
1: problem and, and just bringing on more staff and uh, it's a great company, so we're we're just super busy right now. So I'm trying to expand the space as much as we can, but we're not set up for finish repair, and we're not really set up for the big neck resets or the restorations like that. We just don't have the space, um, or really the capacity to do that. So I bring in some some techs from outside that I trust and know, and are really experienced, especially with the vintage gear. Yeah. Then
0: um, that you, that our customers can trust their hands. Yeah, trust their absolutely. Their hands. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Right on. So you are also a player yourself, of course. Why don't you tell me about your own home personal rig?
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I try and keep up with the uh, the gear snobs of our day. All those uh, hashtag gear nerds out there. Gear talk. Gear talk, <laughs> gear shots, gear ABC, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, I uh, have been very fortunate to kind of build up a good rig over the last 10 years of just doing the buying and selling Mm -hmm. Uh, that's what you got to do. And Reverb.com definitely helps with that. Like, Thank you, Reverb. Um, So, mainly a singer-songwriter, so I've been playing acoustic uh, most of my life and kind of focused on that. So I've got a Taylor GS7 that I was able to score used. Nice. um, And put a K&K pickup in that, the Pure Mini pickup, which I absolutely love. Just a little more woody, folky tone. Um, And then electric rig... I've got a custom G that I ordered a, a Asap Blues Boy, That's right. um, that I absolutely love, and got this got that this past year. I've got for my amp electric amp. I'm running a Bad Cat Cub three that I scored on Reverb um, and we're a bad cat dealer as well so we we have them here now but I was able to get this pre-production model that was made for Young the Giant which was a pretty cool story that I snagged on Reverb and didn't even know
0: it. I've got to play through that amp that is a beautiful beautiful sound. Yeah I bad think cat. It's,
1: it's definitely my favorite amp that I've owned um, and then I've got a good little pedal board set up with a salvage custom pedal board and then I've got some Strymon JHS uh, Electro Harmonics, Matthews effects on there, um,
0: all the good guys. So you are a choice uh, gear player as well as a choice gear repair technician. I try to be. Yeah. I try to be.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so this Gretsch here is it pretty much uh, done or are you still working on it? What's no,
1: I think it's pretty much done. I'm gonna check the relief one last time. that I've put the 11s on it. one to let it kind of settle in, and then I'll put the truss rod cover back on, which I am infamously known for not putting truss rod covers back on, and so I have customers calling, me be like, hey dude, guitar's awesome.
0: Where's my truss rod cover? Uh, I'm so sorry. I will mail that to some, you. Somewhere lost on the bench over here. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have it in
1: the little tray, so I like, there's <laughs> one over there that I have for another customer that I need to mail to them, so I own it. I'm sorry. I repent. <laughs> <laughs> so remove, remove it and keep it at home maybe before I yeah, exactly. send it out to you? Yeah, nice. I actually keep mine off of my tailor. Oh, really? Oh God, I not right, put it yeah, on I've there it because, on I don't know.
0: I'm going to take it off at some point anyway and lose it. So. Totally, I'm always <laughs> tinkering with
1: it. I like have my measurement where ex-
0: exactly where I want it to be and so I'm always checking the action on there
1: and adjusting
0: the neck, so. Well, if uh, folks want to come in here and meet you and uh, get to know you before they give you their instrument, what days are you here at Pitbull Audio? I'm here Monday through Friday
1: from 10 to 6. There you and I uh, love having people in. I love talking in person. Love, you're welcome to come back and check out the shop and hang out and um, you know we're becoming quite the guitar shop so we love guys coming in and making noise we have a great pedal selection great amp selection yes. guitars are phenomenal here um, just such a diverse um, array and plethora of high-end instruments yeah. so we, we love it here we have fun we like to make noise we do we do like to
0: make a whole lot of noise in that front room where yeah. you can go test out your freshly repaired gear through a pedal you've been thinking of buying through an yeah. amp that you Hopefully, you'll be able to buy as Absolutely. well, actually. Absolutely. So anything else you want to tell uh, your prospective customers and listeners of Sharpen the Axe? No. Thank you for your time. Power of the beard, beard tone. Nah. <laughs> Come on in and visit our string wizard, Sean Hutchinson, on Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thanks, man. I'm Eric Lucero. And I'm Paul Beruzetsky. Of Sharpen the Axe on EnterTalk Radio, powered by Pitbull Audio. Thank you very much for joining us, guys.